the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're back. Boy, I, that was a quick hour. I think Ooh. it was Rose that, that made it run so quickly. Rose Rhodes, R-H-O-A-D-E-S, from Princeton, has written a book, and uh, the publisher sent me the book. It's called Plant Propagation, a Primer, or a Primer, mm-hmm. if you prefer. And it, if you want to learn how to propagate stuff, we get questions all the time about how to how to take a cutting. I can't tell you how many. It, probably every show, just about someone calls about taking a cutting. Is it is it the right time of year? So, so uh, uh, Rose, by golly, she put it all together, and uh, it seems to, it, it works for her. It worked for her grandmother, and uh, that so. That it, you can get it on Amazon, Plant Propagation, a primer <coughs> by Rose Rhodes, even though Rose does not have a rose. Yeah. I don't understand it, Rose. We need another rose. Yeah, rose, uh, Rose, send me your, your in, email me your information at, uh, at mrayleigh at curtismedia.com, or you can call back and, and give the information to Sam, our uh, esteemed producer. Give her that information. So, Sam, is uh, do you do any propagation? You live on a farm. Do y'all do y'all propagate the uh, any of the plants or? Uh, back in the day, I used to do quite a bit of it uh, when I was when I was a young fellow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, had to learn to trade. That's right. All about farming. That's right. Did you major in agriculture? Yeah, Some I, type I, of agriculture. Horticulture and ag business is, is what I. Is you majored in horticulture. I did. Why have you never told us that before? We hadn't asked because you <laughs> because you didn't want to be on the show. Is that right? I mean, is that well, what you're I'm telling here, me? I'm on here enough. Y'all probably got you know. I may be on here too much already. No, gosh, I, we would love to have you on mm-hmm. if you if you sometime if you. Well, you probably don't have time, but uh, we we could uh, do some by phone. But I, I, I'd love for you to help us answer questions sometime if you want to. Okay, I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, Sam. I can do that. I can do that. I can give an answer. I don't know if it'll be right. Oh boy, I've heard that before. I can give a I can give a quick answer, but it may be wrong. So, all right. Well, that that's all right. We've I'm sure among us we have steered some listeners in the wrong direction before, but sometimes it's it's there are a lot. I'll never admit it. Of course not. 
So uh, it's kind of foggy. Can you find anything out at the farmer's market? Did you have to walk to the farmer's building, or could you drive? I, I drove, but uh, <laughs> you, could, you could definitely walk it today. The sun, At least the sun's shining a little bit. So. Hmm. Well, that, that's always a good thing. We haven't looked out. It was uh, when we came in. It was mighty foggy. I'm glad that the sun has come through. It, it was foggy this early this morning, but yeah, it's, it's the sun's starting to peek out a little bit. So that that'll make it more bearable. Yeah, it certainly will. It gets kind of gloomy, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Well, the you got some farmers down there under the farmer shed. We sure do. Um, got a lot of good stuff coming in right now for the, especially for this time of year. Uh, we have a lot of tunnel-grown stuff coming in, like strawberries, cucumbers, tomatoes, and peppers, uh, lettuce, cabbage, um, all kinds of greens, uh, kale, mustard, spinach, uh, turnips. Uh, there's some Swiss chard down there that looked really nice this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Brussels sprouts, onions, garlic, radishes, uh, all kinds of uh, winter squash, butternut, acorn, and spaghetti squash, uh, carrots, uh, rutabaga, red and white potatoes, mushrooms, uh, cut herbs, um, of course, sweet potatoes, uh, peanuts, pecans, um, a lot of apples still coming in, uh, Roma, Fuja, Red and Golden Delicious, Granny Smith, uh, Pink Lady, Honeycrisp, Stamen, and Cameo were many of the varieties I saw down there, and there's there's more. Um also, talking about plants, uh, we got some beautiful trees and shrubs. Uh, a lot of camellias down there blooming right now. Uh, violas, ornamental cabbage, uh, pansies, and then uh, one of our plant vendors down there has a, a, a greenhouse set up and has some indoor house plants down there as well. So uh, you can br- you can bring it inside. We've been talking a lot about camellias this morning. Is that uh, one of your favorites? You like camellias? I do. I do. I got I got several. Uh, several planted uh in my yard uh one uh, one i do have is kind of interesting i did i went to state so uh there's a camellia named after uh jc ralston the uh, the, the arboretum's named after and he was uh, he was one of my professors at state I was oh good for you that's fantastic so uh, there's one named after him so i bought it uh and it's still small but i'm, I'm looking forward to watching it grow yeah we have rufus brought in he's got about a hundred out at his place mm-hmm. and he brought in a uh, Professor Sargent okay. and a, uh, let's see, Pink Kramer, Perfection. Pink Perfection and Kramer's Delight. Supreme. Supreme. Kramer's Supreme. <laughs> Whatever. Which is a delight. Whatever. It is a delight, yeah. So there, uh, these are, um, the Kramer Supreme that he brought in is huge. It's a huge, it looks like several flowers because it has the yellow stamens in three or four different places that looks looks like several different and he checked to make sure that it was not not uh, several buds growing together it was it's one flower but i, I looked up the uh, the kramer supreme and it it really looks it can look quite different depending on the plant it it where the stamens are for instance so it's a and and that flower right there, the, the Professor is, Sergeant. Is Professor Sargent has has made its way to many a uh, uh, party or yeah, because uh, it has that carnation carnation look, I suppose, look to it. Yeah. And, and uh, so if you're going out and looking for something for a little bit of uh, elegance, yeah, for it is things, elegant. I mean that 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 is good. So thing. they might have some Professor Sargents or. Uh, mm-hmm. Kramer Supremes out at the farmer's market today. Uh, we, 
would bet they do. We have one vendor out here that has he's his space is on predominantly camellias right now. So and he's got all different kinds of varieties. Uh, got some multicolored uh, camellias. Um, so yeah, I, I would imagine that the the headliners he probably has all those. How about that? Mm. Uh, did you mention strawberries from from the Castle Hain area? That's right. Yeah, tunnel grown strawberries, and they're really good. Uh, I've, I've had had quite a few of them. So they're they're really good, and they do they do a good job of growing those, and uh, they they get better and better with it every year. It seems like. Mm. So let's move up to the markets, uh, the uh, market shops this morning, the old country store, and lots and lots of things up there. Yeah, and you can get up there and kind of get out of the weather. Uh, I will say, uh, I know last week the. Uh, the market grills opened back up uh, a couple days ago, and then the market bakeries opened back up. They were closed last. Yeah, the market bakery was closed for a long time. I'm, yeah, I, they, they, a lot of times, um, right after Christmas, uh, they'll close for a couple, two to three weeks. Uh, one to kind of they get want to do any repairs or any anything uh, they want to rearrange in their space. Plus, two, it kind of gives them a break. Um, from a busy year. Oh yeah, well I'm sure they need it because they're they're open seven days a week. I that, guess that's right. So yeah. yeah, it's uh. But I tell you, people just need that cinnamon bread. They, that, that's some good stuff. Yeah. Right. So so they can't. They I can't got me a little right before Christmas, so it it is good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Sim, I'm going to go by, of course, and, and try uh, our hot dog. See how they do today. They they're very innovative people. Who yeah. are the new owners of? the uh, market grill and they're introducing some new things and that that's right they're they're trying some new things um some specialty things that maybe you can only get at their spot so uh yeah be sure to check them out they have breakfast sandwiches and um they have uh, lunch of course hot dogs hamburgers and all kinds of lunch sandwiches as well um well let me tell you something that i tried that was just delicious and that and it wasn't another hot dog uh, it they had a these huge shrimp. I guess you call them prawns if they're six inches long, and they put it in a hot dog bun with their special sauce on it. Oh my goodness! And it was absolutely delicious. It sort of reminded me of the day we went down to Nelson's and yeah. had the the uh, wonderful lobster there. Mm. Yeah. Well, this this is a whole shrimp in a hot dog bun, and it, it is large enough that the shrimp. Went out one end of it over a little bit. Good, great. I've never seen a shrimp that big. Yeah, wow. I, have, I haven't tried that yet. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sneak down there and try that. Yeah. So you, you just no telling what they're they're going to introduce there. But that sounds delicious. I mean, I like mm-hmm. shrimp po' boys. I, this is kind of a different take on it. Mm-hmm. I suppose. So what else? Uh, Three two one coffee open today. They are three two one coffee. Get you good. Be a good morning to get a cup of coffee. Um, and they also sell their. Uh, uh, they're coffee beans as well, um, and you can carry those home with you. Uh, see, we got all kinds of uh, North Carolina farm-raised meats, eggs, cheeses. Uh, we talked about some of the great baked good items in there, and cakes and pies and pastries, breads, uh, jams and jellies, um, all kinds of candies, uh, just a, all hard candies, chocolate candies, you name it, uh, covered candies chocolate-covered candies and things like that. Also, you can get a lot of fruits and vegetables up there as well, a lot of things that maybe not growing not growing right now in North Carolina. Uh, you can get up there, and you can get citrus and bananas and things, um, soaps and hand lotions, um, 
you can get ice cream. I don't know if you want ice cream this morning, but it's kind of cold, but you might. Like ice cream's good anytime, they say. Oh, I'll take it any day of the year. That's right. <laughs> and let's don't forget our no-sugar-added jams and jellies at the Berry Patch. That there you go. It, 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 it is for people who've got a little diabetic problem, Gerald. Still want a sweetness. Still want a little sweetness. Yeah, it's just, you'll know you wouldn't taste the difference at all, but it's just no, no sugar added. It's that it's the natural sweetness of the fruit. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, no sugar added, right? So they they have that there. Sweet Melissa makes it once in a while. I'll have to have to share share some more with that when we get it. When she has time to make it. Shrimp earlier, I don't want to, I don't want to forget a uh, local seafood. Yeah, I should have gone to that immediately and asked if they got any shrimp that big. I'm, I don't know if they got them that big, but they do have some good ones. Um, so yeah, be sure to uh, check them out. They're bringing uh, fresh seafood from uh, North Carolina. There's an R in January, so I guess they've got some oysters that That's are pretty right. good. That's right. <laughs> so uh, let's see what else are we missing. I, um, I do want a couple things. Uh, down in the, uh, the farmer's building, uh, we didn't talk about firewood, but we got plenty of it, and you, you, you might want some. Never know. Yeah, it's good firewood weather. It's going to be chilly tonight. That's right. 20s. And then uh, one thing I did want to mention, uh, n- next Tuesday the farmers will be moving down. We do this every year. They move down to Farmers 2 at the, the far end towards Superside, and um, we do some maintenance and cleanup in that building uh because we're open seven days a week year round, it's hard to it's, it's hard to get stuff done. So right. uh, they do, they'll be down there for maybe two weeks, uh, and then they'll move back up. And, <clears> and, uh, so I uh, just I did want to mention that. So if you pull in, you don't see them right there at the front of the building. They're down further. They'll be further down. Superside is is there, and are they open most days? They are, and um, it's you know this time of year is a little bit slow, but they're they're still selling some sod. Um, so they, they, they got what you need. Um, right. They sure do. And they sell some other things as well, like pine straw, uh, topsoil. Um, they have the big yellow bags of soil. They have lime and fertilizer and things like that as well. Uh, I know, uh, here in the next month or so, it'll be a good time to fertilize fescue lawns. And they have a nice list of people who can also put that sod out or distribute the pine straw and do all of that stuff. That, that's right. Um. So they they can definitely help you out. I like I, I like to say we can. I heard the farmers market can take care of your whole yard between Superside and our plant vendors and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course we got market imports. Um, they have all kinds of uh, pottery, uh, large, small, different shapes and sizes, um, wrought iron, teak, uh, in all kinds of uh, home decor inside and out. So. Um, uh, wind chime. They have some really nice wind chimes, water uh-huh. fountains uh, for your yard. So uh, they're going to dock my pay because I'm not doing good segues this morning. We should have gone to the from from the big shrimp to the seafood, fresh seafood to the seafood restaurant. <laughs> that's not, but that that's not what I did. So we we'll, we'll mix it up a little bit. We docked for that, but the seafood restaurant is is open, and you can't you can't uh, sit in there to eat, but at least at this point, but they have the the great seafood they've always had. They sure do, and uh, they give you plenty to eat. And uh, they do have picnic tables outside where you can sit. And I, I've actually been kind of surprised, even with the cooler weather, how many people do sit out there and eat. Um, but you you can you can sit out there and eat, or you can carry it home with you. Um, well, eating warms you up. So yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> we got, of course, we got the State Farmers Market restaurant. Uh, yeah. Great country cooking, no doubt about it. 
uh, ate over there earlier this week. Uh, you can you can eat outside, but just dry off the chairs. That's right. That's out right. There. You wouldn't want to do. <laughs> but uh, they uh, great great country cooking, and uh, they they start they open up at six and close at three, and you can get breakfast right up to three o'clock as well. Um, so very good. It's just a neat place to visit and get some really healthy food uh, from the farmers. That's right. And some stupendous cinnamon bread and ice cream and other things up in the market shop. So That's you can, right. You can have your dessert, too. Well, Sam, I, I am glad to know that you are a, a um, horticulture major, and we'll have to work out, work out something to have you on. Okay. We can do that. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I am really sorry you've never you've, you've held that back from us. Yeah, I've held it in check long enough, I guess. Yeah, okay. Well, well, we'll certainly do it, my friend. Thank you so much. All right, y'all have a good weekend. You too. You have a good weekend. That's Sam McKeever, the manager of the State Farmer's Market. So, and Monica's into plants, too. Her family goes back a long ways. They've had, had nurseries and all kinds of things there. So that's that's fabulous. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF 919-860-9783. It's 923. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country. The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 926. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and uh, the esteemed Rufus Edmonston, former Secretary of State and Attorney General. Esteemed? Esteemed. Well, you, you, you've been a little mad this morning, but not much. <laughs> the esteemed Rufus Edmonston, former Secretary of State and Attorney General and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee and the current Secretary General of Gardening, uh, the man who oversees all of it. <laughs> without without uh, government compensation. Including the hot dog industry, which is yeah, al- that, an allied industry. That's the HIA, Hot Dog <laughs> Investigative Agency. And, and people like say that. that you were kind of a hot dog back in the day, too. I mean, you know, you were. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. So. In our younger days, we were all hot dogs. We certainly were, all, except all for Miss Ann. Dogs, she yes. was not. She was uh, prim and proper and and not full of herself, were you? Oh, uh, I don't uh, talk I've to never anybody met about a, that. I've never met a Ph.D. <laughs> that had a big ego. <laughs> Very few had any common sense like Ann's got, though. She's got some common sense. Now, let's uh, go back to the professor sergeant because – our friend Gerald has a story for us. Yes, I've learned something today that don't happen every day. Uh, we were talking earlier about we didn't know how it was named, so I did a little research, and it's a, a very unique story. It is thought that Professor Sargent originated in Germany and came into the United States to Berkman's Nursery, later known as Fruitland Nursery in Georgia, from there, it made it to Magnolia Gardens, where a <clears throat> Reverend John Drayton named it for Professor Charles Sprague Sargent, who at that time was the director of the Arnold Arboretum. Oh. What's significant about that, <clears throat> if you're a golf person, Berkman's Nursery, later named Fruitland, 
was bought by Bobby Jones and the people, and as they made Augusta National Golf Course on the old nursery site where they played a Masters Golf Tournament. Wow! So, so I, I bet there's a, a, there are a couple of professor sergeants. I guarantee there. you they are. There's some every kind of shrub known to mankind planted around. I wonder if they left some course. of the old shrubbery there. Yeah, the, surely there's there's that, some that, of the old stock. That, there's got to be because there. Uh, I've been down uh, two different times to the tournament and. If you didn't care anything about golf whatsoever, mm-hmm. you would enjoy walking around that course because all of the areas in between the holes and the little pathways that take you through the woods from one place to another have some of you name a shrub and it's there. Any, yep. any, anything that will grow in the southeast is somewhere on that golf course. Uh, and have you been there? Have you yes. been to Augusta? I thought you had. Yeah. Rufus, have you been there? I certainly have. And I, yeah, did. I thought so. I, I don't know anything about golf. I know more about a fence post than I do golf, but like Gerald says, I walked and walked and walked. Uh, I knew the groundskeeper there one time and got some favorable treatment, and I was there the time that uh, – He let you under the barbed wire fence one day? He, he let me in the, under the barbed wire fence, which you would never see in a place like Augusta. No, no definitely not. Said, I'm just kidding. I do remember those uh, – uh, sandwiches wrapped in wax paper. Oh, yes. Pimento cheese. Pimento cheese. Green but wax not as paper, good as not white wax yeah. paper. Not as good as pimento cheese was about 40, When I was there, it was only about 45 cents. Oh, but I think boy, that's been a long time. It's still, still inexpensive compared to you yeah. go anywhere else, Steve. Right. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 935. 919-860-9783. Out of town, 1-800-662-7979. It's been a great morning. The show is moving a little too fast. It's already 935, as I mentioned. Uh, so let's let's take a breath and slow down a little bit. Okay, so I'm still could... hungry from y'all talking about the hot dogs. <laughs> uh, I, you know, the cinnamon bread is what does it for me uh, out of uh, the farmer's market. But we found out this morning that, that Sim McKeever, the manager of the farmer's market, is majored in horticulture. So we're going to have to have him on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rose Rhodes from Princeton is a, a pretty good horticulture person herself. And she's written a book called Plant Propagation, a primer, and it's available at Amazon. It's a it's a nice small book, easy to read, great and in, clear instructions. Rufus, you got it in front of you. Oh, absolutely. And I I was uh, talking to Gerald a while ago about that. I love propagation, but I don't want to have a, a, a plant that's three inches tall at my age. And so I was thumbing through here. And she's got something called stooling, which I call layering, uh-huh. which is simply to take, which you take a, let's take an azalea, take a, a limb, bend it down on the ground, cut a little, scrub a little stuff off of the bottom of the limb, put it put it next to the ground, pour a good compound of, of good soil on the top of it, put a brick on top of it, and let her rip. And so you that's, have to, that's what she calls stooling. Do you have to scrape the, scrape the ground any? Well, I, I but you got to have soil I, contact. I generally do, but you got to have soil contact. Yeah, it, it's it's not necessary to scrape it, but you got to have soil contact. Now, and what's the best time of year to do that? Uh, in in the summer, I've done it all all seasons of the year. Okay, and and the, the best thing I've done it with are azaleas, and that takes uh, 
care of the problem of not of having a plant that maybe you can have one that's two or three feet tall by uh-huh. doing that. Yeah. Rather than waiting at 80 years old for something to grow uh-huh. the next 50 years to sure. your, your liking. That's right. So there are a lot of, a lot of great tips in that. So I, I highly recommend you get that. It's uh, modestly priced and, and uh, again, it's uh, through Amazon. Uh, that's where I found yeah. it. And I, I, uh, Ordered a couple of copies, and I may order some more. Give, well, thank give you for gifts. mine. Yes, yeah, sir. Here's the contents. I wish I, I wish I had more, and I'd, I'd uh, bring those in. I'd give Gerald and Ann one. I'll, I'll make sure I do that. Here's table contents: propagation with cuttings, air layering, stooling, which I just described, division, budding and grafting, plant list, and a parting word. I haven't read her parting words, but she's. Just she may have let like us have it. I don't know. <laughs> she might say, I'm through with you guys. But she just seems like such a, a delightful, wonderful Sweet lady. Person. Sweet, pretty lady. And her her daughter wrote a uh, a very beautiful inter, uh, introduction, which I will read very quickly. Ever since I've been a conscious sentiment being, I witnessed my mom's sharing of her heart in so many ways. People come from many miles to seek her wisdom, and it is because of her large heart that they are drawn to her. She has always said that while working with plants, a person can never be unhappy. Quote, I've never seen an unhappy gardener, end quote, she says. It is an honor and a pleasure to be her daughter. Illustrating her book is a joy as I get to see one more way in which she shares the knowledge of her heart. Cindy Rhodes, her daughter. Yeah, and Cindy helped her with a book, and uh, so great. That's that is so nice. Uh, Anne, uh, who was uh, not you, Anne, <laughs> the Anne who went went to Hawaii with uh, with us uh, in twenty sixteen, let us know about this last week. Even though Rose, now Rose called us last week, but she didn't tell us that she'd uh, compi- written this book. So. I don't mind talking about my book, which you are, yeah. Why don't we talk about your book? <laughs> It's, it's still there. And that's available on Amazon. And, yeah, that's Rufus. And, and it, it helps uh, Quail Corners kids. book. And I think uh, Barnes & Noble and at the Museum of History yeah. bookstore, which is a fascinating place anyway. I, I mean, I love the, the Museum of History here, but the bookstores and uh, gift shop, really a lot of fun. But oh, you can, just you can a, get a that. great place to go get gifts. And, and Nelsa yeah. Cox has uh, some, not many now, but she has some – book copies of Rufus's book that are autographed. So you can you can get that. That famous signature. And remember you're helping helping put a kid in, in college when you buy a book. Money goes to super kids. Yeah. So yeah that's and we've a, raised some twenty five twenty five hundred dollars so far for the super kids with the, the royalties of we've sold about about twenty six hundred books, which I'm very proud of. Wow! Yeah, I, I don't know whether that's a lot or not, but it's a lot to me. And uh, Rose, I congratulate you on writing a book because people always say off off very casually, "You ought to write a book." Well, that's easy for them to say. <laughs> it, it's a difficult thing to write a book because you've got to go through so many so many. Versions, you've got to get it right. You've you've got to make sure you don't make yourself look like a fool any more than you are. And I congratulate her on a on a very readable book that and it's got a wonderful photo of her on the back with uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, 
flowers there. The hibiscus? Hibiscus. Hibiscus. Yeah, but Rose does not have a rose. And we we're, Next time we have her on, we'll work we'll, on that. Yeah, we've got we've to delve into that more. Rose, try a tequila sunrise. That is the most reliable rose I've, I've ever dealt with. It doesn't have a lot of fragrance. Has almost none, as a matter of fact. But gosh, it is a spectacular bloom, and I still had blooms. Heck, it may still be popping up with a bloom because I, I've, I've trimmed it. But uh, gosh, you, I, I finally trimmed it. But for the longest time, it was blooming this fall. Yeah, it. it mine gets up about six feet. Yeah, they get I, very tall. I just cut it to waist a couple of days ago, Gerald, down to waist size. And if you if you can't have a tequila uh, tequila sunrise, have a tequila at sunrise. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can recommend that or not. I. <laughs> this is your teetotaler show, you oh, see. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I would recommend that. And uh, there are a lot of roses, Anne, that are fairly easy to grow. Some are a little more picky unish. Yeah, but they they are not as hard to grow as people think they are. Yeah, I mean, you can you, as long as you've got a little system of mm-hmm. Gerald and Rufus of, of fertilizing and you know making sure that the fertilizer is very important and making sure that you keep the black spot away. I've had good luck, Gerald, with uh, and Ann with Bayer's three and one. That, that, that's it's the lazy man's way of doing it. Yeah, too. but it, it's a good product. It has the fungicide, the systemic insecticide, mm-hmm. and fertilizer in it. I think uh, when when I people talk to me and they have rose issues, if it's not black spot related because they never put any fungicide on them, it's more often than not they don't fertilize them any or nowhere near enough. If you cut a plant back and you're expecting it to <clears throat> triple in size over the next three or four months after that. It takes some food to make that happen, and it takes fertilizer, and it takes more than just one time applying mm-hmm. fertilizer, and, and that's where I see some people go wrong. Uh, but it's uh, it, it, growing roses, especially hybrid teas and grandiflores, is not a once-a-year thing. <laughs> you, you, you've got to set aside some time. It's not that the work is hard or difficult. And when you see them spectacular blooms, it's it's more than worth it. But you, you've got to have some time or either come off some bucks and get somebody like Witherspoon to look after them uh, for you. Uh, but uh, very enjoyable uh, with roses. And if there's anything any more suited to cutting and putting in your house, in particular with fragrances, it's hard to think of something uh, that can beat them off the top of my head. But that does require some, some work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. It's unbelievable how, really, how deep a hole you need, and and the mulch and and uh, matter that you the the organic matter you need for a good rose has one of the longest tap roots compared to its height of anything that you can plant. Yeah, so it likes to go deep. I My remember, mother said, "You if you want good dahlias, use cow manure." If you want good roses, use horse manure. <laughs> Is that right? As we grew up on the farm. Oh, yes. And oh. She, she grew really, really beautiful glands and dahlias for the church, and that was, that was cow manure. Yeah. And, and the horse manure went to the roses. And you all had horses and cows, didn't you? And we sure did. Yeah. yeah. Utilize everything. So I, By yeah. the way, let me ask Gerald and Anna a question. I've had 
people that grow knockouts that say that they they never prune them and they do okay. Well, I'm I'm afraid to let that happen. It, I I would assume that a knockout, if you're not going to prune something, would be one you could try it on. Is that true? It is. Just mm-hmm. be prepared. That I've seen some un un pruned knockouts that were six to eight foot tall and wider. Yes, and <laughs> yeah. wider. Is, wider than yeah. that. Yeah. And the, the most negative thing about it, you, you that first couple of feet, you won't have really any blooms. So they'll be kind of naked looking at the bottom as they've stretched up that tall. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't look so great. Maybe it invites you to plant something small and dwarf back in front of it to cover that up. But they will get really, really big. And we'll have lots of blooms on them, and yet still need the fertilizer to help produce the blooms. But I've seen some really large ones in the landscape that probably had never been pruned. Well, I'm afraid to let it. I'm afraid to try that. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about vegetables, maybe some tomatoes. Yes. You know about tomatoes. Yes. Coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783. It's 947. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF at 9.50. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. Miss Clapp, Ann Clapp is with us. Uh, Brother Rufus, Rufus Edmonston, and Gerald Adams, a former curator of grounds at the Governor's Mansion. And uh, you've been with the Centennial Campus for a while now, uh, you got even a lo- a much larger area to have to deal with, not a city block. Yeah. You've got uh, acres and acres and acres to deal with. And uh, so 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You know, when you're servicing your car, and I hope you're doing that, it really it really makes a difference. So you can you can have some real problems with your car, much more expensive problems than you can with spending money on servicing. So you need to know your cycle of service, too, according to the folks at King's Auto Service, and they know it well. Your cycle of service begins really the month you buy your car. That cycle doesn't really necessarily match the normal seasonal changes. So at King's Auto Service... They'll schedule your service intervals based on that cycle for the folks who are using synthetic oil. I think that includes most of us now with uh, with the newer automobiles. Driving limited miles, well, you may go months past a normal service based on those miles. And you'll, you'll need to schedule your service two to three times a year. During your service, Kings will check wipers belts, tires, and transmission levels. For those of you currently driving a hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. This usually occurs around 150,000 miles or so. So call King's on Monday. Schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Whether you have a hybrid or not, that's a it's a great idea to do. Work on that battery. Keep it going. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, 
Raleigh's most reliable <coughs> auto care since 1946. 919-860-9783. Vegetables. We don't think a lot about the vegetable garden right now. You, But you, I do. <laughs> now, are you growing any cool season vegetables? I'm not, I'm not growing You're any You're just thinking cool about season. tomatoes. Uh, well, no, not all about tomatoes. I will be growing peppers and eggplant and cucumbers and squash and zucchini and mm-hmm. things like that. But I'm predominantly thinking yeah. about tomatoes. Right. So, that is good stuff. I'm putting up another greenhouse right now. Uh, so I'm getting prepared for this year. Uh, right now, I just put my grow list up on my website, and I think there's 130-some varieties of tomatoes I'm planning on having this year. And it's not too late if you go check my grow list out, GeraldAndHenrysPlants.com. Henry's your grandson. He's my who grandson. Wa- who waves at everybody and now has a Parker's barbecue yes we ate last sunday at parker's and they (coughs) gave him one of those little uh hats like they wear and he put it on and we took a bunch of pictures of him laughing and waving and clowning and i must say he's only 19 months old he hadn't done a lot of work yet so i'm saving plenty of things for him to do done a lot of waving yes he has done a lot of that and he draws a good crowd when we're we're selling plants when you're wearing a parker's hat and you're waving you you can't beat you get your picture taken that's right now, Rufus, if you're wondering, has uh, has eaten maybe one and a half nabs, and half of it went down <laughs> the airway down, down, <laughs> down the wrong way. <laughs> <clears throat> that, that, that's the problem there on the other side of the table. So, if you're wondering why Rufus was coughing, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. So, uh, new varieties of tomatoes. What should we be doing uh, when you answer that? What we should we should uh, you know should we be doing anything to should we bust up the ground? Should we get the containers ready? Should we add lime to the soil? What? Well, if if you're going to plant in containers and you're reusing a container from last year, then you need to sanitize it. Uh, any kind of water solution would, you know, five to ten percent Clorox or something like that in it, uh, where you can rinse it in them or find a larger barrel to fix up and dip them in and out. I mean, they do need to dry off. So that's something you can be doing ahead of time. Sometimes people forget about it, in particular if you had any sort of disease issue in the container. I don't know that it's a little too early. Uh, I don't lime tomatoes ahead of time. I put lime in the hole when I'm actually planting them. But if you've got an area that you're going to plant, adding some, starting to work some uh, compost or something into the ground, uh, you, you're slowly, you know, getting to that time. Of course, I'm afraid the ground is so wet you probably can't do much uh, <laughs> to it right now. But if you have a, a new area that you're going to prepare, you know, doing something to start killing the weeds that are there now. So if you spray and round up, that can work on through the soil before it's time to plant or either taking plastic to cover up an area so you can, you know, fry whatever's weed is growing in it now i mean you all of those things that you can do in february and march will get you ready to go come april and we are it's planning time fantastic i'm excited already i know you are you it, what's your favorite time of year uh you like the spring the best i, I think the spring's probably my my favorite time of year and then of course though when the hot summer's over and the cool weather and the fall rolls in i i, I probably at the end would tell you to fall mm-hmm. uh is but the there's so many things that bloom in the spring uh getting out of the 
uh, I don't want to say doldrums of winter, but the cool and just seeing things start to wake up. And then, of course, I you know I have a you know a passion for vegetable stuff, in particular tomatoes. So, I mean, I'll start sowing pepper seed trays in early February in the greenhouse, uh, and then probably. Uh, before February is over with, mid-February to late February, I'll start in the tomato seed trays. So it uh, takes a little planning to have plants ready by early April. Now, if if we want to do a few seeds at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- easy to do, but with tomatoes and peppers in particular, you'll be well spent to buy you a little heat mat. Both of pepper and tomato seeds like the soil temperature to be just a little bit warmer to germinate. Now, back in the day, our old refrigerator, the top of it, you'd put your hand up there and it'd be pretty warm. Of course, yeah. nowadays the refrigerators are not like that. Right. But uh, And you can buy heat mat small enough for one little tray, or the, I use some that like four uh, trays will fit on at one time. But that you will see much, much better germination. And once you get the plants up, you don't have to have a grow light to get them up. But you will need them having some sort of close to a window to get some light as the plants are starting to grow. And once that seed gets up, you know, half inch to an inch, get it off the heat. Don't leave them on the grow mats because that will speed up the growth too much and make them get real leggy mm-hmm. on you. So is this something we should do in the basement or in the normal wherever the boss of your house will let you do oh, it because okay. that may be a, that may be an, an issue for for some people as yeah. well uh obviously you you don't have to water them a lot the seed trays you kind of keep damp but then again it's impossible for some moisture not to get out. So I don't think you would be in the living room, so to speak, doing that unless you're living on the edge. Unless you, uh, unless you have a party and w- want to show off your, your seeds. Yes, I mean, and, uh, sure and you can do it in a basement. But if you're going to have to leave them there, once that plant germinates and comes up, you're, you're going to have to have some light. It, it's just not going to grow like you want to if it's not getting some sunlight, whether artificial or yeah. man-made with LED grow bulbs. If you if you do it in the basement, you can put them on the table beside uh, where you've put down paper for your uh, sweet potatoes. Yes, yes, <laughs> or whatever other bulb dahlias or whatever else you may have been saving. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good if you're thinking about iris or or dahlias or any any of the bulbs, you can get out there and divide them and save them, I guess, or. But, but, them. but I really enjoy, I've spent the last month looking through, I get every vegetable seed catalog known to mankind and people that don't do anything but mess with tomatoes. So yeah. I've probably got 20 varieties or so that I've never grown that I'm growing this year. Good, uh, hundreds. Good, good seed tomato catalog, uh, would you recommend real uh, quickly? Tomato grower supply, totally tomatoes. Totally tomatoes. All right. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF.